Welcome to the Unabridged Podcast. I'm Ashley. And this is Jen. Join us for bookish episodes and check out our website, unabridgedpod.com, where you can find lots of new bookish content to grow your TBR. Sign up for our newsletter to find out more about online book discussions and upcoming events. Find us on Patreon for extra unabridged content. Join us on Instagram and Facebook at Unabridged Pod and message us there or see our website to get plugged into the Unabridged community. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, and welcome to Unabridged. This is episode 249. Today, we are going to do our recs for each other for 2023. So we have definitely done book recommendations for each other in the past, Mm -hmm. but it's been a while. So we wanted to circle back around and recommend some books. Before we get started for that, I wanted to remind you that we are really amping up our Patreon this season. We have a new episode every month for Patreon subscribers, and we are doing that because we love you all and we love (laughs) recording things, but also because we are trying very hard to cover our costs, and we are kind of a long way from that. So that's why we're doing that. So we appreciate your support so much. If you are loving the podcast and you would like to to help us. Patreon is the place to do that. You can go to patreon.com slash unabridged pod. And for $5 a month, you can get an extra episode every month. And we do some other fun things too. We've been trying to kind of think about things that would be kind of a level up for people who love listening. So sometimes we have some other bonuses. Jen shared our our personal brackets on there when we were doing that in January. We have done some bonuses where we add on a little bit extra for episodes. But in general, we really appreciate your support. And we are just trying to smooth out the process of covering costs for the podcast so that we can keep bringing this content to you all. Before we get into our recommendations for each other, we are going to do our bookish check-in. Jen, what are you reading? So I love Colson Whitehead's work, and I have this kind of loose goal of being a completionist and reading all of his books. And he has a backlist, but I've actually read a lot of them, so it's only a few books that I need to knock off my list. So I am currently reading Apex Hides the Hurt, which is one of his earliest books. I think it was his third novel. And it's it's a pretty slim little book. You know, some of his are longer than others. This is a slim little book. And it is so, I feel like the satire is high with this one. So this is about an unnamed protagonist who is a nomenclature consultant. And basically people hire him to name things. <laughs> and he worked at a company that that was what they did. And there is this mysterious thing that I don't, I still don't know what happened that happened that he's no longer working there and he somehow lost a toe. And I think those two things are associated, but they end up referring this situation to him. So he travels to this town called Winthrop and they are in the middle of potentially renaming the town. And basically his job is to decide which of three options they are going to go with. So Winthrop is a town that was founded by black families. And then the Winthrop family, who was white, came in and built a lot of businesses and the town was named after them. So there's a Winthrop town. There are streets named after Winthrop. The public library is named after Winthrop, et cetera, et cetera. There is a, the mayor now whose name is Regina, and she was a, is a descendant of the black families who founded the town. 
Her vote is that it goes back to the name that those black families wanted to name the town, which was Freedom, because a lot of them had been enslaved. And yeah, that that was what they wanted to name it. There is a descendant of the Winthrop family, Albie, who, of course, loves that it's named after his family and wants to keep that name. And then there's a guy named Lucky who wants to name it something that reflects its capitalist successes. And so, yeah, our protagonist is trying to decide between these three names as he's wandering the town, reading about its history, trying to make a decision. We learn about his backstory. And I thought the title was really strange. Apex hides the hurt. And what you find out is that was his biggest success that kind of put him on the map as a nomenclature consultant. And Apex was a brand of basically Band-Aids, but obviously not the Band-Aid brand, Band-Aids, that were had different colors to reflect people's skin. So they had colors, the flesh color actually reflects the different colors of flesh that are out there. And so Apex Hides the Hurt is about this bandage that came in all of these different colors that he had named, which is so clever. And then, of course, there's all this underlying symbolism. But yeah, so it is, this is one of those books that is really making me think It's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I like the satire. It's not super biting, but it is definitely ever present. And I'll be interested to see what what call he makes on what this town should be named. So that is Colson Whitehead's Apex Hides the Hurt. That sounds fascinating. And as much as I have seen about Whitehead's work, I have not heard of that one. So yeah. that's so interesting. Uh, it's an under the radar pick. And it's one of those, it, I'm also doing it for my 23 backlist in 2023. It, I've had it on my shelf. I picked it up at the Green Valley Book Fair forever ago. And it's just been sitting there. And yeah, I'm glad I picked it up. How about you, Ashley? What are you reading? So one of the books I'm reading right now is Tracy Dion's Bloodmarked. So many listeners know this is the second in the Legendborn series. And I will say, just in case you are wondering and waiting to start this one, I was worried because I had read Legendborn quite a while ago. And so I was worried that I needed to reread Legendborn, but then I was intimidated because they are long. So even though they're fast moving, they are not short books. And then I started this one, and I think that Dion does a great job of anchoring the reader. So if you've been waiting on Bloodmarked, wait no more. <laughs> I felt like it was totally fine. I think that, I don't know if you could speak to that too, Jen, Yeah, I, I just feel like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like I really hesitated. I was so excited when I got, I had pre-ordered, I was so excited when I got it and I was like, oh gosh, I've got to go back and reread Legendborn or I'm not going to remember all the details. And she just does a great job of anchoring you without feeling like you're rereading Legendborn. But that has been great for me. So if you're wondering, this one, I feel like you can totally dive in. You don't have to reread. Of course, I do think it is a series book. You do want to have read Legendborn. Mm -hmm. It's not one where it's like, you don't need to know what happened. But I do think if it's been a while, no problem. Anyway, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but this does pick up right where Legendborn ends. Brie Matthews is the central character. She has some powers. Her powers are quite complicated because uh, there are two different lineages that that are within her, essentially, that lead to her having a really unusual 
power. So this is a world where there's been, you know, in the first book, you get some world building. So you really know about the Knights of the Round Table are not just a myth. And you get all this unpacking in Legendborn of what is going on with that. And then there are some also really interesting racial dynamics that Dion unpacks in the first story that, of course, continue into this one. But there are also these really interesting explorations of how people have power and where that power comes from. And there's a lot of commentary, I think, about like how our society in America is structured and how a lot of times that power has been by taking power from other people. So even though it's a fantasy novel, there's a really interesting exploration of how a lot of the way that white systems have been built have been built because of this like grabbing power from others and then using that to leverage. So yes, definitely fantasy, but also interesting and important commentary on Mm -hmm. society. So I feel like you have that, but then you also have these kids, you know, these teenagers who are at the center of these really complicated things and they didn't set up these systems and then they're trying to navigate and help people and help each other. And so I think it's great. I mean, I loved Legendborn for that. And then I am really enjoying Bloodmarked, I think that Brie is a strong but complicated character and she's not always, she doesn't always, you know, she does have outbursts and she does get fed up and she, you know, wants to give up on stuff. And so I think part of what I really love is I think that she is an awesome character and a really great role model for teens, but she also is a is complicated and she's a real person and you really see that in the story. And um, so yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying this and I am glad that I started and didn't wait any longer. So again, that is Tracy Dion's Bloodmarked and it's book two. I loved it so much. Oh my gosh, yeah, that book. I did the same thing. I kind of waited a while because again, it's a chunky book. You, I didn't. I knew I would want to read it quickly, so I kind of waited till I thought. But once I dived in, I was just swept up into that world all over again. Yes, I cannot wait for book three. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that's the hard thing about reading right. them as they come out. That's yeah. exactly right. I started to be like, I'm going to wait because I do. We've talked about this on the podcast before. I definitely prefer to read a whole series at once. I really love that. There, that is one of my most favorite reading experiences. But I find if I wait for them to come, for all of them to come out, then I'm intimidated because that's a lot of time to commit. And by then, some of sometimes some of my enthusiasm has worn off a little bit. So I do think that's hard with with series books. You know, if you want to dive in right when everybody's talking about it and you're feeling the enthusiasm, then you have to wait Mm -hmm. for for the next ones. So yes, reader problems. Yep. (laughs) Moving right along here. Uh, So in our discussion today, we are going to share a recommendation for each other. So we've done this in the past. Typically, what we'll do is pick a book, we share it with the other person, and then we circle back a while later and give a review on the book that was selected. So Jen, what are you recommending for me? Oh, I also should shout out that this is one of our categories for the Unabridged Podcast Reading Challenge. And so if you need a friend to recommend a book... I love to do book recommendations. So just send us an email and I'd be happy to send you a book recommendation if you don't have another friend who is an avid reader. So yeah. All right. So Ashley, 
My recommendation for you is a book. I read this at the tail end of December 2022. And if I had read it earlier, it would have been one of my top books of the year, like on my list that we did for the podcast. It just, I might put it on my list for 2023, even though that's slightly cheating because I loved it so much. So it is Sarah Novick's True Biz, which I listen to on an audio, and that's going to sound strange here in a minute, but I absolutely love the audio. It's narrated by Lisa Flanagan and Kaylee O'Griffith. So this is a book that centers on a school for the deaf, and ASL is a huge part of the book. And the way that they convey that people are talking using ASL in the audio is so clever. I sort of want to go back and reread it in print just because I think the experience would be quite different. But I was a little nervous when I started, but I'd have the audio on hold forever. I wasn't sure how it would work out, but I will just say I highly recommend the audio. So it, it centers on a few characters. It alternates between their perspectives. So one of them is Charlie and she has just transferred to the River Valley School for the Deaf and she has cochlear implants And her mom, in particular, has been adamant that she not learn any ASL because a doctor early on told her that if Charlie learned ASL, it would make it harder for her to embrace the cochlear implant and it would affect her language development. Well, what has happened is the opposite. The cochlear implant was never successful and she does not know ASL. And so she has had a lot of problems at her previous school. Her parents split up. And so she has ended up at this school for the deaf. There's also Austin, who is part of the sort of that school's royalty almost. His entire family is deaf and speaks ASL. And so... Not his entire family, I should say. His dad is an interpreter, but he is part of this lineage of people who are all deaf on his mom's side. And that has gotten him some prestige at the school. And he and Charlie meet pretty early and their differing experiences are really rich. And then there's February, who is the headmistress and her, she is a coda. So she is a child of deaf adults. And so she is fluent in ASL, but is not herself deaf. And she and her partner live on campus and they, her mom lives with them and her mom is deaf. And there are some things going on with her mother and with her partner that also affect the way she's able to be at the school. And yeah, so I will just say there, this is a time of transition for all three characters and for the school itself. And so you get a sense both of the, the culture at the school, the deaf culture at the school, of the way they are treated within the school system as a whole. And then also it is just this amazing character study of each of them and you get to know them really well. It Oh, I think you're going to love it so much. I cannot wait for you to read it. It is. It just blew me away. I've, I don't know that I've ever read a book like it before. So wow. yeah, that is Sarah Novick's True Biz. And that is my recommendation for Ashley. Awesome, man. I don't know that I've seen that one. I, I don't remember and I don't remember hearing you talk about it before, but it sounds fantastic. It is really good. Yeah, you may end up recognizing the cover once you see it. And I should say True Biz is 
part of the ASL language. And so you'll discover as the book goes on what, what exactly that means. But yeah. Awesome. Well, it's so Yay. Good. I can't wait to read yeah. that. All right. So I can't wait. What's your recommendation? Well, me? listeners will know that Jen is well read. So even among the reading world, and <laughs> so that means it is challenging sometimes to find books for your beloved but very well read friend. Uh, but <laughs> alas, also because many of my book choices either directly or indirectly come from Jen's recommendations because I she is a much more voracious reader than me. And so then I get to benefit from that because I'm like, oh, she loved these ones. So sometimes I just pick her top reads, you know, <laughs> which frankly works out great for me. But anyway, I had several that did come to mind that I knew you would love and that I know you hadn't had a chance to get to yet. So the one that I chose is Aiden Thomas's Lost in the Neverwoods. Oh, yeah, that's been on my list forever. Okay, yeah, good. I know that you'll love this. And I've so listeners will remember that or maybe it was it was both right. We did a book club and a buddy read. So so Mm -hmm. listeners might remember that we talked about Cemetery Boys, who is Aiden Thomas. And we both loved that book, you know, had some pretty rich discussion about the things that happened there. This one is very different. So I love Aiden Thomas, plan to read everything that they write. But I think that this one is part of why I picked it is because Jen loves a retelling. And this one plays off of Wendy and Peter Pan. And so it is very much not the original Peter Pan story, and yet there are significant elements of the original story that are woven into this. And so that was one reason that I wanted to recommend it. And then also, I think that what I just, what really stayed with me is the way that even though it is a retelling of Peter Pan, it is also a story about, it it just very much stands alone. It is a story about Mm -hmm. secrets in communities and how insidious those can be and the damage that they can cause to people. And so a lot of it is about at the very beginning, we know that Wendy's brothers have disappeared in the woods and they've been gone for five years. And so we know that we know that they are, have been missing. They've been missing all this time. And a lot of the book is the unpacking of, that situation and you know what happened to them and yet she Wendy does not want to deal with it. I mean a lot of the way that she has carried on in her life is by like trying not to focus on the past and trying to just move forward and so a lot of the stories about her trying to get away from that event and instead look in the other direction and then how that can be problematic And so I just thought it was so well done. I absolutely loved it. And then I think also we always talk about how when authors can do different things really well, I'm always, I just admire that. And so I think here we see Aiden Thomas do something very different than what happens in Cemetery Boys and yet do it with, you know, so much style. And it's just such a great book. So I wanted to recommend that one for you. So again, that is Aiden Thomas's Lost in the Neverwoods. Yay. I'm trying not to clap because I know it'll be bad for the audio. But yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah, I think you can't go wrong there. But I also I, I know that you'll love it. But I think that sometimes it's fun to have the opportunity to read something because, you know, you, you have like your friend recommended it or we, we enjoy that with Buddy Reads and our book clubs, you know, that it's something I want to read anyway, but that kind of gives me the it helps me choose that over something else. So mm-hmm. that's why I picked that one. 
Yay. Thank you, friend. (laughs) Well, and like Jen said, that is on our challenge. If you don't have somebody who would recommend something for you or just for whatever reason, like sometimes I think it's hard to ask someone to recommend you a book. There's like pressure for the person. So that is something that we definitely do. So again, you can just message us on social media at Unabridged Pod and we will recommend things for you. Or you can drop us an email and we would be happy to, if we don't know, some of you we know quite well, if we don't know you quite well, we can't tell, we don't know your style, then we might have you give us a couple of books that you have enjoyed and then that way we can help find something. But we would be happy to do that. We are starting something new today. Some... (laughs) Yay. <laughs> Yay. Jen was a big advocate for this. <laughs> and I yes. wanted to change also. We love doing Gibby Ones. We have found, and some of you know because you are part of our Instagram community or you're on social media with us, that we struggle to come up with topics. So when we're recording them, totally fine. When we open up our document to plan, we're both like, oh my gosh, we've covered every topic <laughs> under the sun. What on earth can we tell you that we haven't already told you? <laughs> so... So that led us to a new segment. We're going to do these. We'll still do some Gimme Ones at this point, at least. We're going to do those in our book club episodes. But for these ones, we're going to look back at a certain number of years ago today or in this month. And so we might do that sometimes. We'll do it about the podcast. Sometimes we'll do personal events. But basically, we'll be just like your Google Photos or your photo app on your phone randomly shows you things from or all the social medias do it they randomly show Mm -hmm. you things from however many years ago today we're gonna start featuring that so there we go and today's we are doing two years ago today and to get us started this time we're going to talk about the podcast again it won't always be that but we want to do that this time just to get the ball rolling so jen what is something that we were doing two years ago today that is memorable to you So two years ago, actually this month, we had an episode, it was episode 169, about the book-to-screen adaptation of Jenny Han's Always and Forever, Laura Jean. I always love those episodes because I'm such a big movie and TV fan, and I think for all of us, we really loved Jenny Han's books, and we really loved the Netflix adaptations. So we had also done an episode on the first of these adaptations to all the boys I've loved before. And then this is the third book and movie in the trilogy. So technically the the movie is called to all the boys always and forever. And then the book is always and forever Laura Jean. So yeah, I think it's just always fun to chat about both a book we love and then to see what we think of the adaptation. I will say we have moved these episodes over to Patreon. So if you're interested in adaptations as well, you could consider supporting us on Patreon, which Ashley talked about at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, so that was two years ago this month. How about you, Ashley? When we were looking back, our book club from this month was Mira Jacobs' Good Talk. And that one really stood out to me. I had already read that. That was one that I very much was like, friends, I need you to read this book. I want to discuss this. (laughs) And And so we made it a book club. And if you have not read Good Talk, Mira Jacob is phenomenal. She's just a phenomenal person. She's really thoughtful in her consideration of the complexities of people and society and how we function in the US. And so she's just brilliant and a really good follow on social media. She has a lot of, you know, she's always posting things there also that I just find really thoughtful. 
But yes, that one was memorable to me because it was one that I had already read and loved and I could not wait to talk with people about it. And I think we had a really great discussion. So that was a good one. That one was so much fun to discuss in our buddy read or book club chat on Instagram as well. And I think that having the chance to shout out some graphic nonfiction is nice. Yeah, 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 that's true. I love that one. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we hope that you will share with us what was going on with you two years ago. We'd love to know. Hopefully this will be a fun little retrospective for all of us. Yes, we are very interested in that. And tell us what you think about this as a topic, because we are testing some things out, but felt like this was a good way to integrate something that's not our give me one topic. So thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you soon. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for ways to support us. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.